Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, gold Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989-898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989-898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989 with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989-898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to The Savage Nation. No, China did not deliberately sicken the world. It makes no sense. Would Z cripple China's economy and stir internal unrest? The idiotic xenophobia that is now circulating on the right is actually shocking, number one. And number two, an example of the fact that this country will never be the same again. Long after the virus has been suppressed and forgotten, the hatred and xenophobia that is being stirred up will be living on the right. For years, I have pointed out, 25 years as a matter of fact, the stupidity and the hatred of the left. I have ridiculed them. I have savaged them. I have shown you who they are. And now I wake up and I realize that on the right, we have the same type of mass hysteria. Last year, I published a book called Stop Mass Hysteria. And I was trying to warn you about the left. And I wrote, hatred is in the air. We're living in an age of hate in which mental pollution is worse than air pollution. The most accessible and comprehensive of all unifying agents, hatred is spreading like a virus into all too willing hosts. And I was really referencing the hatred of conservatives, the hatred of Trump, the hatred of Trump voters, as examples of mass hysteria that were infecting America and American society. And now I see the true believers, the Trump followers mainly, who want to believe that China did it on purpose. This is the new norm for the true believers. The true believers who want to blame somebody, and because they don't want the blame to fall upon the government itself, 
They do not want the blame to fall domestically. They're looking for an enemy to blame it on. And that enemy is conveniently China. Do you people have any idea what you are saying? Do you have any idea what this will lead to? Do you have any idea how stupid you sound? Why would China deliberately sicken the world? Why would Z cripple China's economy? Why would he risk stirring internal unrest? Do you understand you're falling into the idiotic xenophobia you've been accused of? You are now stereotypes of right-wing goons. Now, I posted this 50 minutes ago on Twitter because some clown wrote an article that was uh, on the Drudge Report and then picked up by the other genius over there on radio who was implying China did it. And I said, God, what is this man doing? What does he want to leave the world with? What legacy does he want to leave? Confused you about the virus and told you it was nothing. It was all constructed to get Trump and you believed him. Now you're believing that the stay at home orders initially had no meaning whatsoever. That everybody was out to get Trump, that it was all about Trump, not about the virus. Now you've shifted because of one article to blaming China. We're in a very, very dangerous place. No, China did not deliberately sicken the world. It would make no sense. I ask, why would Z cripple his own economy and stir internal arrest? Do you understand that we're the number one market for Chinese goods? Do you understand that? No, you don't understand it. You talk about underlying conditions uh, that are responsible for the death of so many people who also contract the COVID-19 virus. Well, one of the chief underlying conditions, unfortunately, of many people who, who declare themselves to be patriots, Americans, MAGA, Trump supporters, one of your underlying conditions, unfortunately, is xenophobia. You want to blame foreigners for everything wrong in this country. I had an epiphany before the show because I don't know how many more shows I have left in me. I don't know how many more shows I want to do. I don't know how many shows there are left to do. I know that the radio industry itself is in free fall, as are most media uh, outlets, movies, radio, television, free fall. They're rerunning baseball games from 14 years ago. We all know ad revenue has crippled the media. So I get up every day, not for the money, but for one reason only, for America. And before the show, I meditated on this, and God spoke to me. You can laugh at me, be cynical, I don't really care. What would you call a higher sense of reasoning but God? I mean, what is God? God, to me, is a higher sense of reasoning. And God spoke to me, and he said, be a rabbi, not a rabble-rouser. Don't become the others. Be a rabbi, not a rabble-rouser. Now, the word rabbi means teacher. I've always been a teacher, all the way back to when I was... Merely a teacher. And I don't say merely in a derogatory sense. I mean that in terms of where I am today. Instead of teaching with a chalkboard and giving tests, I teach through the airwaves and through my books. And I'm trying to say to you, think before you speak. Think before you speak. Do you have any idea what you are saying? If you're going along with the stupidity of China did this to sicken the world on purpose, what are you calling for? A uh, nuclear war, you idiots? Why don't you just go down to a recruiting station and list all of you uh, 
keyboard warriors. Go enlist in the military. Is that what you want is a nuclear exchange with China, you idiots, you? How stupid have you become? Now, having said China did not deliberately sicken the world, I will repeat what I said about four or five weeks ago. It looks to me as if China was working on a bio-warfare agent with viruses, and it escaped the laboratory by accident. But, you know, they're not the only country with bio-warfare laboratories. The last I checked, we still have a few. Anyone here Fort Detrick, Maryland? Fort Detrick, Maryland, you know where that is? You know what it does? And there are other labs in this country that create bio-warfare agents. Every Western nation has bio-warfare laboratories. Canada has them. U.S. has them. Everyone has them. Every big country has one. Man is a beast. Mankind is a curse on the planet. Mankind has decimated the animal life. Mankind has destroyed the plant life. Mankind has destroyed the air's waters and places. And man is demonic in his desire to destroy his fellow man. China is not alone in that. If you keep going down this road, try to logically follow, if you still have any logical faculties left, instead of just goose-stepping with your statements and think you know everything because you hate someone. You see, you need someone to hate. The true believer needs someone to hate. I know this is startling to understand. I know it's aggravating for you to hear. But you may be your worst enemy. Those of you who hate and hate and hate. Now you're directing your hatred at China. You want to blame someone. You want to blame someone. And you're ripe and ready for a new religious movement in this country. Or a social revolution. Or a nationalist movement of the worst kind. I've been behind nationalism for many years. But the psychopathic nationalism of the type that Hitler stirred up has not been what I've been been behind. You know, there are obvious differences between the fanatical nationalism of Hitler and the reasonable nationalism that I have espoused. There's enough fanaticism in the world amongst fanatical Islamists to uh, satisfy the most fanatic. But my friends, do you want to fall into the fanatical insanity of wanting war with China? When I posted this, Less than an hour ago, I had stupid people saying things like turn China into glass. People say these things. Can you believe what I'm saying to you? I have morons like a John McCarthy who says, don't be second grade naive. What China lost is a drop in the bucket compared to what we lost. I said, John, why don't you go down to a recruiting station? Go and enlist, you moron. Another one says you're working for China. You're a sellout. This is what you're getting now. This is a product of years and years of brainwashing on the right. And they're all over Twitter. The hatred, I have never seen anything like it. Of course it was created in China. By accident, it leaked out. And they attempted to hide it. That's not the same thing as saying as that moron did with that article, that China deliberately sickened the world. Makes no sense. No logical sense at all. I tried to tell you the other day on a show here, 
The whole is greater than the sum of its parts. I was quoting Aristotle, someone you probably didn't uh, get when you were reading the sports pages and following your favorite team. Yes, I'm being arrogant. I'm being supercilious. I'm being condemning because I've had enough of this crap. I've had enough of lowbrow morons on Twitter thinking that they're equal to the greatest minds of our time because they can write six words. The whole is greater than the sum of its parts, Aristotle wrote. What does that mean? Well, I gave you an example. I said you have a small-minded man like Fauci, a failure from the get-go, a little delivery boy in a pharmacy uh, in Brooklyn, who wound up in the NIH and stayed there for 40 years because of his connections to the Clinton Foundation, his connections to the whole Democrat machine, a complete failure, Fauci. And he quotes the statistics, or whatever your projections, that were wrong, And he bases his entire opinions upon these statistics because he was looking at the part of the puzzle called projections or statistics or the incidence of disease without looking at the overall whole, which is the whole economy, the whole society. The whole is greater than the sum of its parts. And now many of you are being panicked or stampeded more particularly into wanting to go to war with China because of one article that was written by some unknown jerk and picked up uh, by a blowhard who makes you believe that what comes out of his mouth is the gospel, the holy gospel. This is the legacy he wants to leave behind, is lying about the epidemic, deceiving people about the epidemic, having blood on his hands, and now telling the world China did it and you should go to war with China. This is the world we're talking about? Now, I'm going to take some calls in a minute. You're going to hear the level of hatred and stupidity in a moment. Let's begin with Val in Colorado. He seems to be angry. Val, what are you saying up there? What I'm saying is this, Dr. Savage. I've listened to you for a long time. And in recent times, you've you've progressively gotten more and more condescending towards your listeners. Right, because the listeners have gotten stupider. Well, you know, I, I half agree with that, okay? But Well, I'm glad, I'm, glad, I'm glad you half agree with it. We're halfway there. Yeah, well, well, China has covered this up. I do believe it got out accidentally. Well, wait a minute. So, wait a minute. So, where, why are you disagreeing with me? That's what I just said. But, here's the but, okay? This is happening in an election year. Oh, here we go. It's out to get Trump again. For, for the you see, this is pure paranoia. Do you understand that you are espousing a paranoid viewpoint, a, a, an actual medically paranoid viewpoint that everything that is done in the world, even things that happen by accident, are done to hurt Donald Trump. Do you have any, have any idea that that's paranoia? You're not letting me speak. Uh, you spoke already. You belong in a mental hospital. I'll be right back. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Now, here's a product I love because I've used it. A picture of me and Teddy. You ever hear of Paint Your Life? Look, these days it's not easy to get together with the people we love, but a great way to feel close to those who you can't be with is through a painting from this great company, Paint Your Life. Listen to me. If you're looking for a way to feel connected to loved ones when you can't be near, you've got to try paintyourlife.com. What is it? You get a professional hand-painted portrait created for any photo you send at a truly affordable price. You send them a photo. You then pick from a team of world-class artists on their website, and you work with the artist until every detail of that picture is perfect. 
Now, their user-friendly platform lets you order a custom-made, hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. Quick and easy process, get a hand-painted portrait in about three weeks. And I have one of me and Teddy. Remember that book, Teddy and Me? You send any picture of yourself, your children, your family, a pet, a special place, or combine your photos. This makes the perfect birthday, anniversary, or Mother's Day gift. A painting from PaintYourLife.com is meaningful, personal, and will be cherished forever. Paint Your Life portraits are a gift that will keep on giving. Now, at PaintYourLife.com, there's no risk. Listen to this. If you don't love the final painting, you get your money back. Money refunded. Guaranteed. And right now, as a limited time offer, get 20% off your painting. You heard me right. It's the best time to do it. That's right. 20% off and free shipping. To get this special offer, text the word SAVAGE to 64000. That's S-A-V-A-G-E to 64000. Text SAVAGE to 64000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. And remember this. I wish I could show you the picture of Teddy and me from that book cover. It's an oil painting that I got from Paint Your Life. You should get one for yourself of anything you want. Text SAVAGE to 64000. S-A-V-A-G-E to 64000. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. Apparently, this uh, has triggered a lot of the uh, MAGA supporters out there, the CAGA, MAGA people. They're going crazy. They hate China now. <clears throat> they're judging the whole race of Asian people. And they're saying that we want war with China, that they deliberately sicken the world. That's They want to blame China. They want to blame somebody. They're not thinking. They have no thought process. They can't think. They can't reason. So let's reason together. Let's try it. Would Z cripple China's economy, cripple his own economy and stir internal un- unrest? Why would he do that? And risk a nuclear war with, with America. Why would he do that? It makes no sense. Now, there's a tendency amongst people in general, not just the Kagamaga people, to judge a nation or a race by the least worthy members of that nation or race. It's a tendency. And the inertia of this leads to horrible consequences. Decent average people, the workers of America, unfortunately are shaped by minority opinion on both, on both sides of the aisle, the best and the worst on both sides of the aisle. The average person, those of you who do the nation's work who are idled now, you want to blame somebody. And you're now being shaped by the best and worst thought people in the media. You understand that? Now, I have a role in shaping the mind of the nation. I always have for 25 years. You can say I don't, but I do. And those people who have influence know I do, or they wouldn't listen to me. They know that I have shaped opinion. 
They don't agree with me in many cases. Many of them are uh, liberal people who don't agree with me, but they understand I'm a reasonable man with a fine education and I have the best of intentions for our society in my heart that I've always been an idealist and a teacher. But the failures, the misfits, the outcasts, the criminals, and all those in America who have lost their place in society or never had one, who were never a part of respectable humanity or intelligence, want to believe that there's somebody responsible or a race responsible for what is happening in this nation. And what you want is vengeance. Your life is ruined. It's spoiled. Can't be remedied. You're being screwed by your own government, by the way, right now. Your own government's screwing you. Charles Gasparino wrote a great article yesterday, Wall Street feasts on federal coronavirus aid while Main Street starves. You want to blame that on China? Who are you going to blame that one on? Who are you going to blame that one on? Who made sure that most of the money went to the gangsters on Wall Street and Main Street got screwed once again? You're going to blame the liberals for that? Michael Savage, a host like no other. Robert and Jim, the best team on the planet in radio. In the history of radio, there's no one better than Jim Verde and Robert Borowski. Doug Lynn on the drums up in Oregon. <laughs> it's like a combo here. <clears throat> they know when to hit music without my even calling for it. So long after the virus subsides, and maybe we go back halfway to normal somewhere, someday, maybe, the hatred that has been stirred up by this crippling, crippling um, shutdown, the crippling virus, the crippling shutdown, the crippling lies will uh, still be raging through the land. The acrid secretion of the frustration in America, the fear and ill will will act to motivate you and your hatred for years to come mainly above uh, among the embittered and disaffected amongst you. Man is by nature suspicious. And uh, suspicion may be the final glue in this slime that will be used to bring together and coalesce what I fear in this nation. I only pray that the worst instincts of the politicians on both sides of the aisle, the worst instincts are not enacted. We've already seen that in the media. We've seen what the media has done to Trump for years. That would be an example of the worst of humanity. Now we have the virus, and they're trying to blame Trump for the epidemic. Again, these are the worst people on the planet. The left-wing media are the worst people on the planet. They've caused all of the world's problems. I remember when I started in radio 26 years ago, March, there was a man in radio, a great guy. He had a different kind of show, but he was national. He wouldn't talk to anybody. He would come into the KGO studios, do his show and leave. He would talk to nobody. He and I struck up a friendship. He was a medical doctor. He respected my background he knew the rest of the people were basically they were maybe okay didn't care didn't want to know them and he once said to me in the hallway when i said to him how come you don't talk to anybody 
He said, Michael, look around you. These are the people who have destroyed the world, the media. He said, they, they live on lies, and they live on hatred, and they live on stirring people up against each other. Well, it's gotten worse, not better. So along the way, I start to wake up to the fact that um, there's a way to approach this without having to go to the lowest common denominator amongst the listeners. You can go to the lowest common denominator and stir you up, trigger you into hatred in order to keep you knee-jerking, knee-jerking you. And there's another way to try and reason with you. And some of you are very reasonable. Some of you are highly educated. I know all of that. Unfortunately, maybe it's the social media that I've gone on a little too deeply. I'm mean, on it since 09, but I never paid attention to it. But lately, I've started to read some of the comments. And I realize that some of the most diehard Trump supporters are purely insane. They're frightening. They are absolutely exactly what I'm talking about. They're the mirror image of the left that I've been warning you about. So where does that leave me? I'm supposed to lie to you and tell you you're all wonderful because you voted for Donald Trump. I'm supposed to feed your paranoia and say it's all out to get Donald Trump. The whole virus, the virus was released by China to get Donald Trump. You want me to say that to you? That's what you want me to say to you? Well, I won't say that to you because it's not true. It's impossible to believe that. It makes no sense. Remember what I said to you? I had an epiphany before the radio show today. Be a rabbi, not a rabble rouser. How many shows do I have left in me? Do I know? Did Martin Luther King Jr. know how many days he had left when he said I had a dream? When he said I went to a mountain and I saw over the other side? I now approach every show as though I am that person on that day, as though this will be my last broadcast. Each broadcast that I give you, many of you said, I don't know where they're coming from. How did they get so good? Well, they got so good because they just got so good. It doesn't mean they're falling on deaf ears, the shows. It doesn't mean they're falling on people who love me. It doesn't mean that I've engendered love amongst people who once loved me. They may hate me now. They, they don't want to hear they don't want to hear that they may have fallen into the same place that the left has been in for so many years. Who can blame them in a way after the years of hatred of the ACLU and Anderson Cooper and the other vermin on the left who should be in prison for what they've done to this country? I've said it. I'll say it again. I would have shut them down like Trump dropped, dropped out of WHO, stopped funding them rather. He has the power. He could have defunded NPR. He could have turned Judy Woodmouth off. Why hasn't he turned NPR off? cut their funding that propaganda outlet why isn't national public radio turned off why are they giving these fat salaries when all i do is espouse hatred for america and hatred for him so believe me there's a lot that could be done that he hasn't done so now the external enemy is who who and he has a rational basis for that who and believe me as a person who was years and years ago in the sciences I know WHO going back who they were. They were career bureaucrats. Many of them were really nice, smart people, but they went in it for the easy ride. WHO is the UN of medicine. And many of the third worlders in there and the Americans are not first rate. They're not really the alphas. They're the betas, maybe the deltas. And they went in for the easy money, the easy ride, the, the trips abroad, the easy grants to study... Uh, uh, horse genitals in Thailand and things of that nature. 
they would take these junkets and call it science. I, I was around all of it. It nauseated me. But who WHO is basically a worthless organization by and large. We never should have funded them in the last 10 years. Same with the U.N. They should be defunded and thrown out of New York. Let them go to Brussels. Let them go to Canada. Let them go to Austria. It wouldn't matter to me. They're not doing very much. What have they done with regard to the coronavirus, the U.N.? Nothing. Useless. Just as they did nothing for world peace, they're doing nothing for uh, ameliorating this terrible epidemic. So Trump is right about that. But that doesn't mean we now have to jump to the insane and become total paranoid, totally paranoid lunatics and start to espouse that China deliberately sickened the world in order to hurt Trump. It's crazy. Just crazy. How about the coronavirus bill, the aid? Seen any checks lately? Great article by Charles Gasparino, which I referenced a while ago. And he said that Wall Street is the big winner here. The speculators who almost destroyed America to begin with. But Main Street will get nothing or next to nothing. Wall Street executives and analysts predict a tale of two economies. Wall Street traders will make money while Main Street businesses face economic conditions not seen since the Great Depression. Gasparino says, I hope my Wall Street sources are wrong. I hope the money for earmarked for small business and individuals as part of the two trillion dollar rescue package will prevent the economy from falling off a cliff, he writes. He says, I hope the money made on Wall Street trades will trickle down to small businesses when the economy opens up. But he says there is good reason to believe the trickle down will be pretty thin. Wall Street may recover fast as the economy founders. Once again, the average man got got screwed by a Republican Congress. And by the way, Pelosi was in on it as well. I remember there was an argument about a week ago about stimulus money going to hedge funds and uh, people of that ilk. And uh, Pelosi was all for it because a lot of her donors here in the Bay Area are these funds. So she and Trump probably got together and agreed on this, to bail out all of these hedge fund operators, to bail out Wall Street, in other words, and screw Main Street. I know people who own restaurants. I don't think they're going to recover. I don't have to name them. They're friends of mine. They're beautiful people. They provided a service. You know, this is all they know how to do. They've done it all their lives. They grew up serving. You know what a restaurant is, a small restaurant? It's a service industry. They serve us. They give us pleasure. They give us sustenance. It's a beautiful thing when you think about it. A person in the restaurant business or even a waiter, a bu- you know, someone who works in there. Anyone, a cook, a waiter, a chef, they're in the service industry. They actually like seeing people satisfied and happy. You understand that's what they do for a living? They're getting next to nothing. Nothing. You're going to see restaurants boarded up across this country. All that will be left will be the chains under the Republican stimulus plan with the Democrats backing. I read yesterday that Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, I don't know them. I have nothing against them. I ate there once many years ago. It was a good steak. They got $20 million from the stimulus money because they're a chain. How did that happen? Why why did Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, how did they get $20 million? Who wrote that into the bill? Yeah, there it is. Ruth's Chris Steakhouse gets $20 million. How? How did they get $20 million when friends of mine own little family-owned restaurants can't get the $2,000? Tell me how that's going to 
how that's going to play out in this country over time. Tell me when these restaurants are boarded up. Tell me. Tell me where this is going to end when this pandemic diminishes. How is this going to end? We haven't seen the we haven't even seen the beginning of the end. All we've seen is the lockdown. We see people in the suburbs where I spend my time sitting on beach chairs, folding chairs in the streets now, talking to each other like good little children. At least they probably have a tape measure to make sure they're not violating Governor Newsom's orders to make sure they're at least eight feet apart so they don't get arrested by the covid police. And they sit there with their glasses of wine. I don't blame them. They're just trying to, you know, pass the time of day. And they sit in the street and talk, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what they're saying. People need to talk. They're still social animals. Man is fundamentally a social animal. Going Any primate is a social animal. Look at the chimpanzees. We're no different. Basically, we're social animals. We like to be with other people. Even the loners amongst us, and I'm one of them, we need the company of others from time to time. We go out of our mind. And right now, we're all alone going out of our minds. We're going crazy. And what is money going to be worth after Trump gets through with these? How many more trillion is he going to print? How many, how many more trillion can he print until we're facing what the Weimar Republic faced after World War I in Germany, which led to Hitler? Tell me where, how long this is going to go on until the, the dollar has zero value. A wheelbarrow full of money was needed in Germany in the 1920s to buy a loaf of bread. Remember, I know some of you probably saw that. The amount of money in circulation has more than doubled since before the financial crisis in 08 and 09. So therefore, the money is worth 50% less. If there's more money in circulation, where did it come from? Money has no meaning. It's an abstraction. We used to think money, printed money, had a meaning. Government has a responsibility to maintain the value of the currency that they issue. That was former Fed Chairman Paul Volcker once said, it is a governmental responsibility to maintain the value of the currency they issue. And when they fail to do that, it is something that undermines an essential trust in government. So tell me what the real intrinsic value of the dollar is. Tell me what it is. Right? What is it worth? What's your dollar worth? Think about that. What's it going to be worth a year from now? Where is this country going to be a year from now with a government press printing money around the clock? And most of it going to big corporations and Wall Street. And you getting nothing out of the deal. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. It is the Savage Nation. We have about a minute left in this hour. Anything you may have missed, you can catch on the podcast later. So now we want an external enemy to uh, be responsible for everything we are suffering and are going to be suffering. Um, Adolf Hitler concentrated all the hatred in Germany on a single foe. And he brought all the Germans together when he picked the Jew as his devil. And anyone who opposed him, anyone who opposed his vision for a new, clean, wonderful Germany, were all his enemies. And they were working with the Jews in his sick mind. Now you want to blame China for this epidemic. All right, it started in the Wuhan laboratory. Everyone knows that. It probably was a biowarfare agent, and it probably escaped accidentally. But now you're jumping to saying he's sick in the world on purpose? The 
the Westwood One Podcast Network. Fans of the spoken word, welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. It is The Savage Nation, and um, hatred is in the air right now. Everybody wants to blame China, the unthinking masses want vengeance, and they want to take it out on a nation. Unfortunately uh, for the world, they're saying China released this virus on purpose. Now, just common sense would dictate, no, China did not deliberately sicken the world. Why would Mr. Z cripple China's economy and stir internal unrest in China itself? It makes no sense to me. But many of you are true believers and you want to blame someone or a nation. And then you go to the weird, crazy, paranoid hypothesis that they did it on purpose to get even with Trump. And then therefore you go down that road and you wind up with the wrong conclusions. And so we go back again to the epidemic itself. Yesterday's show was entitled the greatest, actually the Monday show. I entitled the greatest public health blunder in world history. What did I mean by that? Did I mean it's all fake? No. Those unthinking people who are radio listeners jump to conclusions and say, I said that. I didn't say that. I never said that. I never said that all the doctors conspired to imprison you. Did you ever understand? Can you come to understand that Dr. Burks, the scarf woman, and Dr. Fauci are not that smart? Can you just come to... To grips with the fact that most of these petty bureaucrats are not that smart, which is why they are petty bureaucrats. And yet Donald Trump turned the whole epidemic over to these two clowns. Dr. Burks, the scarf lady, is actually admitting today that if someone dies with COVID-19, even if they died of something else, while no other nation counts it as a COVID death, we in America do. Listen to clip number one just for a minute. There are other countries that if you had a pre-existing condition and let's say the virus called you to go to the ICU and then have a heart or kidney problem, some countries are recording that as a heart issue or a kidney issue and not a COVID-19 death. Mm -hmm. Um, Right now, we're still recording it. Why? I mean, the great thing about having forms that come in and a form that you has how the ability this woman to is? market as COVID-19 infection, the intent is right now. Okay, shut her up. Shut her off. She's exactly what I have told you she is. Fauci is exactly the same. These are not great minds. These are unknown bureaucrats who you never heard of. They've been ensconced in the bureaucracy for 30, 40 years. Now, all of a sudden, our life is in their hands. Trump should have known better. He shouldn't have been hoodwinked by them. He turned it over to these two idiots. Yeah, of course, other countries are not counting a death from a heart condition with COVID as a death from COVID. They're counting it as death from a a, a heart condition. 
Here's a story from CNN. Eight retirees uh, from New York living in Florida all contracted the virus during the regular poker nights in Florida, leaving three of them dead. So they played their last game in a condo in Aventura, blah, 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 in Miami on March, 20, or March 21. They all got it. Eight were stricken, three of them fatally. That's the headline. Then you read the whole story. And you look at the whole story. One of them who died, Mr. Glass, had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and a heart condition. He died on March 27th. His death was count, counted not as a non-Hodgkin's or heart death, but as a COVID death. Now, we understand that each human life is precious and that you can interpret data different ways. So you ask yourself, why does a breezy dummy like Dr. Burks, the scarf lady, get to dictate that? Yes. And with a, did you hear what she just said in her voice, how cheerful she was? Oh, yes. We always count it as a COVID death, even if they died of an underlying condition, while other countries don't. And now the entire nation has been crippled because of that. So what have I been calling for from the beginning? First of all, while clowns in the radio business were following Sean Hannity, saying it's nothing, it's just a flu, nothing to worry about, while people were dropping like Drosophila in a Petri dish, I was warning you this was a deadly virus, easily transmissible, and that people were dying from it. I also said stop all travel from China in late January. I'm on record, so I don't have to re- reconstruct what I said. I'm not Sean Hannity who's re- modifying what he said on television to save his career and whatever fragment of his reputation remains. Say, well, why am I attacking him? Why not? Why shouldn't I point out that you have been hoodwinked and misled, not only by Fauci and Burks, but by some broadcasters? And that goes to today's show. Many of you are now stampeding into wanting war with China because you're mistakenly believing that China definitively and deliberately sickened the world, which makes no sense whatsoever. And then you go to the next step. They did it to hurt Trump because Trump was uh, fighting China on tariffs. You actually put pieces together and come up with the wrong conclusion without thinking it through. And I have to ask you to think it through with me. Why would Chairman Z or whatever it is, President or Chairman Z, the dictator of China, why would he cripple China's economy and stir internal arrest in China? Why would he do that? He wouldn't do that. So again, would you please stay with me and try to be reasonable today? But many of you already made up your minds. There's no talking to you. Don't confuse you with the facts your mind is made up. And where does your logic take you? Tell me what what you want. You want a nuclear war with uh, China? Is that what you'd like? I I went on Twitter and I, I put this up. I put up a question, just a simple question. Actually, it was a statement. I didn't put up a question because I took on the question and turned it into a a statement. And I said, sorry, no, China did not deliberately sicken the world. Makes no sense. Would Z cripple China's economy and stir internal unrest? Idiotic xenophobia. Well, you should see the hate that I got. You should see the hatred that people are directing at me because I dared say what is logically correct and obviously true. They want to believe that China is the enemy. They want China to be the enemy. They want China to pay. They want China to pay. They're mad with rage. This is the beginning of a new mass movement in America. And I warn you again, as a man who has studied mass movements and authoritarianism and fascism for many, many decades, we are on the verge of a mass movement in this country. Wait until this economy, you you say that the disease is going to flatten out? No, no, no. The economy is going to flatten out. 
You mark my words. Forget the, the rosy talk coming out of the, 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 the both sides of the mouth. This economy is going to flatten out. And who do you think they're going to blame? People want to blame somebody. So who are you going to blame? You're going to blame China. And what are you, what's your logical conclusion from that? Well, a month ago, I said China should pay reparations, but I never said that they released it on purpose. Do you understand that they're both different statements, that, that one is not the same as the other? One of my podcasts from about a month ago was uh, China owes reparations. Did I say that China released the virus intentionally? I never said that. It makes no sense. They were working on a biowarfare weapon, so far as I can tell. And I was uh, on this four or five weeks ago. The Defense Department is now saying they're looking into it. This politician's now looking into it. That one's looking into it. Well, I looked at the structure of the virus in medical journals, and I was pretty sure it was constructed, that it didn't just come out of a bat, out of a cave, and it was not from a live animal market. It looked to me like it was constructed because it has variants. The virus has variants that indicate it was made. Genes were spliced. So they made a biowarfare uh, agent and it escaped. I don't know how it escaped. Maybe one of the workers got sick and went out and went out into the neighborhood. Then they flew to a Who knows? But uh, that's not the same thing as saying that they did it and released it here on purpose. That would be two different things. So you don't have to lump everything together to come to the wrong conclusion and come to the wrong conclusion. So we have domestic idiots like uh, Fauci who I called Dr. Slouchy yesterday. Then you have the scoff lady, a, a dummy. You listen to her voice. You hear how breezy she's talking about it? Oh, yes, while other nations uh, count deaths with underlying conditions as deaths from those underlying conditions. Oh, breezily, we count them as COVID deaths. She should be fired. I'd go a step further. I would put her in prison. I would try her for crimes against humanity, her and Fauci. And I will give you an example of it, if you don't mind. I've told it to you. Yes, I told it to you Monday. I never forgot this story because France, I don't know if they still do, but they did hold their public servants up to a much higher standard than we do. We, we don't hold our public servants up to any standard at all. They could get away with outright bunko art and nothing happens. They could be as dumb and as stupid as Nancy Pelosi showing off her ice cream in a freezer and not be thrown out of office. But that's not a crime being stupid. And being an egomaniac at age 80 who thinks she's a movie star. Putting on makeup and going on a television show to show her ice cream. You talk about idiotic and narcissism and insanity. But that's not a crime. It's just what Nancy Pelosi is. A stupid old woman who wants to be a movie star. But that's not a crime. A crime is what Dr. Slouchy has done. A crime is what Dr. Bricks has done to this economy. They hoodwinked and misled President Trump. Now you say, well, he's responsible. He should have known better. I think this hit him so hard and so fast. He did not have time to even catch his breath from what they did to him for three, two years straight. I want you to replay this for a minute. No one's done this yet, I don't think. Maybe they have. Where was Donald Trump just as the virus was breaking out? He was in India. Do you remember this? I'll do you a quick mental timeline. Remember he went to India to... uh, meet the people and enjoy the parade uh, like a half a million million people i don't know how many people that marched in the street threw flowers at him remember he went over to india you forgot that and where did he go after india while the virus was uh starting to uh appear here in in greater numbers he went right to mar-a-lago for a party 
And then right after that, all hell broke loose. Remember? So that's the timeline. I think this hit him so fast and so hard that he had to rely upon these two idiots and the other Captain Kangaroo from the CDC. I never saw people like this. Where'd they get him from? Uh, one CDC one and the other one wearing a, a Captain Kangaroo outfit. I love in the CDC they get to wear Navy uniforms. That's, that's hilarious. I remember when I was in grad school, one of my professors said, you know, Michael, you should consider a career in the CDC. You get to wear a Navy uniform. I said, yeah, but you're not really in the Navy. I'm going to wear a Navy uniform. I should have gone to Annapolis. I couldn't get in. They wouldn't take a poor boy from the Bronx at that time. You had to really, you had to really be something to get into the military academies today. Forget about it. Have you seen what's going into the military academies today? Have you seen the, the class? Of, it's lucky they could carry a wooden, a wooden rifle and march at West Point now. A four-foot niner, they can get in there now and, and give a march with a wooden gun. That's affirmative action operating now in all the ex-military account. It's a nightmare what, what affirmative action and social uh, engineering has done to this nation's military and every other aspect of this country. But again, speaking of the public health disaster that we are witnessing, and uh, correctly, this is a public health blunder. So let's put it in the proper context. This whole area is called public health because part of my doctoral work was in epidemiology. Yes, I'm sorry to have to say it. I know you hate hearing it. I'm not supposed to mention my higher degrees. I know it's an offense to many of you if I say it too many times, but I'll say it again. Part of my PhD was in epidemiology and public health. So this is a public health problem that we're talking about. And the, the whole problem here is that you have people without great minds like uh, Slouchy and Scarf who have misled the president and told him what to do wrongly so what should have trump have done if he looked backwards i think someone wrote that life cannot be understood going forward it can only be understood backward meaning when you get older and you look back on your life and you start piecing if you're lucky enough to live long you get a chance to look backwards at your whole life things that happened in your childhood that you have forgotten come back to you and you start thinking about them and how they shaped you today and you didn't understand them when you were a kid. You didn't understand them when you were a teenager or a young adult or an adult. You didn't have time to spend time on it. And when you get older, you look back and say, oh, that's how that fits. So as Aldous Huxley wrote, and I think he was quoting Blake, I'm not sure, when he said, life must be lived forward, but it can only be understood backward. That's what he meant. Well, compress that thought, if you don't mind, into this epidemic. I'm sure that as Donald Trump's thinking about this going back now to January, even December, he's starting to understand that he was misled by Fauci and Burks. And I think that they should be held, for, held up for crimes against humanity. And I started to tell you, France, oh, let me just finish that story because I didn't finish that thought. In the 1980s, there was a famous case in France, and I forget exact the details of it. I don't know. But it was to do with some disastrous public health decision. I think it was a vaccine that killed a lot of French people, they put the commissioner of public health or the equivalent in France in prison. They arrested her and they put her in prison. That's what France did to teach a lesson to the public servants, that they're public servants. They're not serving for their own pleasure like it's an academic exercise. I am saying that these public servants who have caused a massive depression in this nation, which is yet to be seen, need to be tried, as was that commissioner in France. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. The plans to reopen the country 
are close to being finalized. And we will soon be sharing details and new guidelines with everybody. I will be speaking to all 50 governors very shortly. And I will then be authorizing each individual governor of each individual state to implement a reopening and a very powerful reopening plan of their state at a time and in a manner as most appropriate. Now, what do I mean by most appropriate? I've been sending to the White House. You don't know this, but I'll tell you right now. A list of counties within the state of California, a list of counties within the state of New York, a list of counties in other states that have zero cases of COVID. I'm saying, God damn it, open them up. I've been screaming at the White House for two weeks now. No avail, because I'm not in the in in crowd. Open the goddamn counties up that have zero cases. I tried my best, folks. But when you're dealing with a bureaucracy, it's like a Byzantine world. There are jealousies that override uh, rationality in ways that you could only read about in French novels from the 19th century. The bureaucracy of America is as rigid as any in the world. And people are jealous inside this bureaucracy, and they don't want it coming from me. I've been talking about staggered rollouts. I've been talking about first quarantine. Remember I said who you should quarantine? Go back six weeks. I said, don't quarantine the whole state. Quarantine the homeless. Quarantine those with severe underlying conditions. Quarantine those with immune compromised uh, conditions. Quarantine those who have just been to China. That would have made sense. You don't lock down the whole damn state of California. You don't lock down the whole state of New York. Unless you're a demon. And you love the new power you have. And you're working hand in glove with Burks. And the other one, Dr. Slouchy, to, to cripple America because they never had so much power in their life. So I'm glad we're going to reopen, but the damage has been done. And the big winner now in the bailout and the printed money are the, is the Wall Street, are the Wall Street gangsters. Wall Street got most of the money. You got humped. You got nothing. Pardon me to be so blunt. You got nothing. If you own a small bakery, you know what you're getting from the government? You're not even getting a package of yeast. Yeast supplies run low as homebound Americans turn to baking. The government won't even send you a packet of Fleischmann's yeast. But if you're a silk-suited pirate living in a $100 million apartment in Manhattan and a $100 million apartment in Paris and a $100 million house in Palm Beach, oh boy, you're on first. Actually, you got a home run there. So again, once again, the little guy lost, the big guy won all over again. So if you want to blame somebody, there's a lot of blame to go around. You know, it goes around and around and around. It's not limited to one side or the other. And again, I come back to the French health officials charging the scandal over tainted blood, going back to the AIDS epidemic, blood transfusions. Over half a million people in France contracted two types of hepatitis and AIDS through blood transfusions during the 80s. And the uh, heads of major, major departments in the French government were tried and found guilty and put in prison. And same here. I believe there's uh, the basis for trying heads of the NIH, in this case, case Fauci and Burks and others, for knowingly deceiving uh, the American people by lumping in all deaths that have COVID, 
even though they may have died of underlying conditions, in order to jack up the statistics and panic the population and causing a close down. Put him in prison. Say, oh, come on, it'll never happen. Well, all right, it probably won't happen because we live in a completely corrupt nation. So that's it. What do you want me to do? I'm giving, you see, this is an example of me remembering this and pulling it out of the, out of the air. Remember I said it's a French case tainted. I couldn't remember. Well, I looked it up and I remembered it. This is an example of what education does for a radio show. I didn't read this in a newspaper. I didn't reference Fox News. I didn't reference another website and make believe I'm a genius for reading a story to you. What knowledge is, is a vast assemblage of things you've learned along the way. That's number one. But remembering them when they're important and putting them in context is the most important thing. That's what education's supposed to do. That when you have highly educated people like Burks and, and, and Fauci or Slouchy, who are showing one data point of just COVID deaths when they fudge the data knowingly, and then the whole country follows suit and closes down, Either they did this knowingly or because they're not that smart or they love the power trip they were on. And don't underestimate that if you don't mind. Every man loves power. And when you give it to them, they never give it back. You got to take it back. You got to take it back, Jack. And by the way, when this is over, they need to be punished. But it's going to happen. We're going to have a people's tribunal like in China in the Soviet Union. We're going to have a people's trial when most of us are going to be broke. French health officials charge. Okay, let's take some calls. Main point. China. Now you want to blame China. That's all you want to do is go to war with China now, like a Schmendrick. You should see the garbage on, on Twitter. They're calling me a Chinese spy, a Chinese agent. I've lost my mind. I said, no, China did not deliberately sicken the world. Makes no sense. Would Z cripple China's economy? No. Would he stir internal unrest? No. I said, that's idiotic xenophobia. Right away, I get attacked. Right away, the true believers start in. All of the war, the armchair warriors want war with China. Did it on purpose. We want war with China. Unbelievable. The people are stupid. On Twitter, I never saw anything like it. So here we are. What do you think? Steel in California, you've been holding a long time. You have the air. Go ahead. for, for Take your shot. Hello, Dr. Savage. I appreciate everything you say, and I'd like to kindly disagree. I think the reason why people are taking exception to your point of view is because you make it seem like it's out of the realm of possibility. I think if you take certain things into consideration, you could at least get about a 20% likelihood that China might have done this on purpose because there's so much motive. Is it highly likely? No, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. Well, hold on. Wait, there's a thing as a thing called a highly likelihood, a high likelihood of possibility, and then Put reality into, into your formulation, because if you were to follow your logic, which you're trying to use here, correct? Aren't you using logic to say it's it's possible, not probable? Is that what you're saying? Yes. OK, so you're saying it's possible China did it on purpose, but not probable. Is that correct? Yes. All right. So we agree so far. Why would China risk nuclear war with the United States of America and wreck their own economy to do this? Explain that to me. Because I don't think that that's what they're risking. We're already at a war. We're at economic war. Biological warfare uh, has low way to track it back to them. They infect their own population, and they, they, they do it, and it's like, oh, it's an accident. But the reason why you can think that is because the way that they handled it, it they appeared to cover it up. If it was something that they did on accident... Well, wait, wait, hold it, hold it. Thus far, wait, thus far we agree. Yes, they covered it up. Does that mean that they knowingly released it into the world? It depends. 
if they knowingly released it, they would want to cover it up. And if they, if it was something that they came across by accident, they didn't know the origin, the this, the that, they would have maybe inter- like wanted. And why would they kill their own people and cripple their own factory uh, production? Tell me. Because they're the Chinese. They're the ultimate dictatorship. They- well, here we go again. See, again, what you're doing here is they're the Chinese. So in other words, you're saying about them like what Hitler said about the Jews. They're evil. Saying that we all- no, no, you just said that it's they're the Chinese. So now, is that not classic xenophobia, which is what I've been trying to point out? No, no. They're the Chinese. They have the ability and willpower to wage a war. It would be a clandestine war, and people would be pulling strings that the overall population of the Chinese will not be involved, but they would be a, a, a part of it unknowingly. Well, what do you mean by part of what unknowingly? Part of war? So... so so let's say one guy's a spy. He works at that uh, the, the facility where the virus was made. He takes it out. He takes it to a market, unleashes it. No one knows that the government, that guy, then the Chinese spread it un- unwittingly. Steele, the- are you in the military? No. I, what, what field of work are you in? I'm just curious where you're coming from. Okay, so I'm a detective. But just for the end of... All right, no, okay, so I like it. I like detectives who think let us say, in, in such a negative fashion, it's the only way you can think in order to catch a criminal, correct? Yes. You, you, you've been trained to think like the murderer or the arsonist, right, or the, or the kidnapper, haven't you? Definitely. All right, so you can put your mind into the mind of the kidnapper, but it doesn't mean that you are the kidnapper. No. And, and it doesn't mean that everyone you accuse of being the kidnapper is the kidnapper. Exactly. And <laughs> so, so what I'm saying is, yeah, in other words, logically, Steele, what you're saying could logically make sense, but it probably doesn't make sense because China didn't, did, did not want to disrupt the whole world's economy. How do they benefit by disrupting the whole world's economy? Wait, when mo- stop for a minute. Don't they export most of their products to the world? Well, I think right now their their economy is already in a, de- in a depressed state, so they can't go as much lower. Well, well, well. Now you're jumping. Come on, Steele. Most of their products are sold outside of China. We're the number one market for China. Why would they want to cripple this economy and thereby cripple their own economy? It makes no sense, Steele. So I think we go back to your original deduction, which is not Ill- illogical, but I don't think it makes sense. You're saying it's possible but not probable, right? That's where we we can we can we can pause on that. Correct. Possible, but not probable. And I think that's why some people are taking exception to your opinion of it. <laughs> okay. I appreciate it. See, he stood up to me, and I like that. He's a smart, smart member of the Savage Nation audience. We need that. So did we come to the conclusion that China did not, probably did not deliberately sicken the world? Probably did not. It makes no sense. Now, again, if you look at the structure of the virus, which could be found in pretty uh, much today on the internet i think if you googled structure of the covid virus you'll find reference to some journals which have pictures of the virus it's not an ordinary uh ordinary coronavirus it has several different viruses all on one i i saw the structure it's not an ordinary virus it is not so again but before we jump there we make our own biowarfare agents. I think Fort Detrick, Maryland. I was offered a job there, by the way, way back when. Do you know that? When I first got out of school, 
I wouldn't take the job. I, I swear to God, I was offered. And I remember now certain things I forgot. I was actually offered a job to work on biowarfare. I said, I don't want to be around those things. I would never. I didn't want to do it. But they said, well, you have the right background. You, you want to go to work. From, they were hiring, hiring pretty big in the late 70s. I think it was Fort Detrick. I didn't take it. But we have our own labs. I think there's one up here in Washington State. I don't know where. We, are there any listeners to this show who make biowarfare agents and want to call the show and ruin their careers and have the FBI hunt you down? <laughs> oh, boy. What television are you watching during? People are sitting home like vegetables. The country ran out of yeast because everyone's baking bread. Would you believe this? You can't get like a yeast package now? Uh, my cooking's gotten better. Cooking skills are up. I only had two takeouts, I'm proud to say, in the last six weeks. I got a COVID pasta from one restaurant and a COVID Chinese meal. I couldn't resist. I had to have one Chinese meal. I got one COVID meal. I come home with the gloves. I throw the packaging out. I throw the boxes out. I put it in the plate. I wash my hands. I sterilize. What are you going to do? Poor people. Like, the food is so good. Boy, do I miss the restaurants that I used to go to. You don't realize. Are you starting to realize how the humble, simple things you were doing in your life that you were bored of, how phenomenal they were? Jim, Jim's shaking his head. The little things that you did with your wife or with your family, the places you went that you were bored of, eh, I don't want to go, and it's boring. What would, you, what would you do to go back to those boring places again and sit and complain how boring they are? The simple, boring pleasures of life are not so simple, nor are they so boring, are they? So we're all feeling that we are. All right, so certain things you learn uh, are, are better now. Families are closer. I see fathers in the streets playing with their children. I actually see couples walking together. It's shocking. I know it's shocking a man and his wife together now. It's shocking to see them together. Um, man and woman again together. You know, you see things that you haven't seen. The birds are singing louder. They're happier because there's less air pollution and less noise. Man, are they having a good time. There's going to be a lot of eggs this spring. Maybe we'll have not a silent spring this spring, but a... Um, noisy, chirpy spring. Wouldn't it be nice to have a noisy, chirpy spring instead of a silent spring? Because man isn't polluting as much, you know, spraying the roundup on everything, killing everything that, that crawls and swims and flies in order to have a green lawn, to make sure your grass is green. Kill the worms, then kill the bird, then kill the eagle, then kill the bear, and then kill the squirrel. Also, you could have a green lawn. Isn't that nice? The chain of command, I'll be right back. Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage Nation. All things pandemic on The Savage Nation. Governor Newsom announces cash payments to illegal aliens. Every one of them here illegally is getting $500 each. Isn't that nice of your money? USA has thrown $6 trillion at the coronavirus crisis. Pelosi wants more. She wants to make sure her donors have more ice cream in the freezer. This is just the beginning, my friends. It's not the end of the beginning. This is the beginning of the end of this nation. This is the beginning of the end of this nation. Unless something happens quickly. When we all see that money is losing its meaning. When we all see they're printing money faster than the presses can run. The printing presses are burning up in Washington. There's more money in circulation now, uh, double the amount of money than in 2009. So what does that mean? If there's double the amount of bills, it means the bills are worth half as much. So a 20 is worth a 10 ski. A tenner is worth a fiver, right? 
A 20 is worth a tenner, a tenner is worth a fiver, a oneer is worth a 50 cent piece. And so you wonder where this is going to lead? This is like frostbite of the economy, man. And you want to blame China for it. Well, all right, so they made the, the, the bug in a lab, like we make bugs in labs. If you only knew the kind of bugs we must have in, on ice there in Fort Detrick, Maryland, your hair would stand up. There should be a movement around the world to eliminate, by the way, all bio-warfare laboratories and all bio-warfare agents. There once was such a discussion in the 80s, by the way. It didn't go anywhere because we all feared that some rogue nation would continue to have a clandestine lab, which is true. And man basically is evil. Man, I, don't, I don't agree with, the, well, I agree with the Christian view. Man is fundamentally born bad and does bad things. And we all are bad. No one is good. Nobody is good. It's not just them, it's us. We are our own worst enemy. This is the Savage Nation. Thanks for listening. The Westwood One Podcast Network. 